You're listening to The Last Word on Hockey with Jim Berenger, Coach Jay, and Mark Weiss on Northeast Streaming Sports. It's Saturday night, and you know what that means. The last word on hockey on Mad Radio Network, Northeast Streaming Sports, coming to you live from Studio 31. I'm with Coach Jay and Mark Weiss, back for another edition. Mark is down at Atlantic City Can-Am Tournament. We're going to talk about trade deadline coming up on Monday. Big news today. Coach Jay, I think, is frozen. I don't know what happened. Uh, but we're going to be talking about everything that happened today, what's going to happen on Monday, go back to Wednesday, what, what the Islanders did, and so much more. Welcome back, Mark, after your hiatus. Well, thank you for having me back. Um, I, I felt like I was gone for so long, I might have to get like recurring character status. You might have to get recurring character status. I think Coach Jay is having a little technical issue right now because he definitely left. But we got to kick things off. Trade deadline. It's here. It's coming Monday. There he is. Coach Jay is back in the house. He yep. had a little technical issue. I don't know what it was, but he's back. Kick things off today. A couple of trades. First one is Devin, Devin Dubnik gets traded from the San Jose Sharks to the Colorado Avalanche for a fifth-round pick and defenseman. Uh, Greg Patan. This is a move the Colorado Avalanche needed to make some fans yep. eh, on it, but they definitely need to upgrade their goaltending, especially their backup goaltending position, because as both of us know, all three of us know, being down in Burn Park last year for Dallas, Colorado, with Grubauer out, with Francois out, they had to go to Michael Hutchinson, and they didn't want to do that again. So they upgrade to position and get Dubnik. All right, you want me to start on this, huh? Absolutely. Go for it, coach. All right. Well, they better hope Goob Dick doesn't get hurt again. Uh, I mean, they're talking about uh, Dubnik not really being able to handle the workload. He's getting older. His numbers have gone down the last two years. They want to make the playoff push. They just got to hope that Grubauer stays healthy. You know, do you want to lean on Dubnik? At his age, I mean, is this the right move? Could they have made a better move? You know, because Rubauer has Might be a, the only move. It could be the only well, move, realistically. It could be the only move that's out there, man. Who's moving Well, we know of one move we were talking about, me and me and you and Ron last week, uh, Jim, about well, maybe... Mean, Gorgiev? Gorgiev may be up for being traded. Uh, He's up for being traded, but he wasn't good when the Rangers gave him number one status for two weeks. Right, no, and, and, and I don't know if Colorado wants to pay the price for what Gorgiev is going to command on the market. I think this is a nice move for them. San Jose really not going anywhere. And to bring him in for a fifth and a defenseman that they really don't use, um, I think that's a good deal for Colorado, to be honest. And I think 
Dumnik's proven he can he can do it. I mean, look, it's he the took workload. Deep. Yeah, I agree. It's the it's the workload in case Rubauer goes down, and then it's right. now Dubnik. Then who behind him when Colorado's looking to I mean win it now? Right. I it's a solid move. Yeah, it's, it's solid. a solid. It's, it's a solid. solid move. It's not sexy. Nobody's gonna get excited over it. But the thing that that actually shocked me is. I would have thought San Jose would have turned around and tried to move one of those two long-term over-the-hill defensemen as part of a deal like this to make Colorado take them off their hands, take some money away from them, and get it redone for them. Yeah, but the problem is I think Colorado also wants to add a forward. They have the cap space to do it. And realistically, their defense is one of the best in the in the league. I really don't think they need I don't really think they need to add anybody else on the back end. But they don't, but I thought that maybe that maybe San Jose would have used this as an opportunity to hold Colorado over, over a barrel because, let's face it, they need to make the move, Colorado, in, in, in their sense. They need to get the goalie in there. San Jose can just sit pat and just keep losing. They don't really care. But if they could get rid of some cap money, especially they've got 10 years of extra money tied up on two geriatric defensemen, if they could jettison one of them in a deal like this, I would have thought they would have tried to make that move. Here's, here's where we're fantasy guys. With the way, yeah. we, what 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 about if they could have gone after because Demko was signed to a long term with Vancouver, bring back Hopi, get him pissed off like in Washington, Grubauer started in the playoffs, and have Hopi yeah. back him up. I mean, that's not. I mean, that you know, that's not a bad idea. That wasn't a bad idea. I mean, look, David Riddick also they probably could have gone after too, but I think this is the cheaper move for Colorado and. You know, cap they added depth with them. This is to keep cap space open. It's cap yeah, space. they just need to keep cap space open because yeah. you know they're going to want to add a forward up the middle. I mean, they're really primed to win this thing this year, and they look really good. And yeah. they've been dominating out there in the West, you know, the top three up there. So I like the move by Colorado. Some fans may not like it. Doesn't it, hurt but, it, but doesn't it doesn't hurt them. But it doesn't hurt them. Exactly. It doesn't no, hurt them. No, it doesn't hurt them. No. At all. All right. Another trade that happened today, Brandon Montour traded from the Buffalo Sabres. Everybody knew the Sabres were going to be a seller. They trade him to the Florida Panthers, third-round pick involved. This is a good move for Florida. They're going to try to chase the division with Carolina, Tampa Bay there. Upgrade on the defense. I do not think Florida is done dealing. They, they had a deal with Chicago yesterday, acquired some players, got some cap space. They're going to try to definitely make a run at somebody, uh, especially up front, to, to, to bolster their team. Ooh, a great deal. Montour, I always liked him as a defenseman. He's like a Dylan, just not offensive. You have him and, him and uh, who's um, the ex-flyer uh, who's in the back with uh, – they're, they're more physical. They're more of, more of a physical defense now with him. You can't replace uh, Ekblad. No. I mean, you're not going to get an offensive defense unless they went no, after. There's no offensive no. defense going to be. Happy. No, you. I mean, you're never going to yeah. replace Aaron Ekblad, who's going to who's lost for the year. But look, Brandon Montour is a solid player. He's going to help you win hockey games, and yes. he was pretty good for Buffalo. I mean, look, Buffalo's having a bad year, and you know they're going to be sellers. But Montour, I mean, it's a good addition. Yeah, he's a, he's he a just got a stay of execution. He just got a stay of execution getting out of Buffalo. Let's face it. Because in Buffalo, they were going nowhere. He was doing nothing. It's not a good fit for a veteran player. You, you take these veteran guys who have you know, a good history, and you put them in a team that's in the playoffs, and especially trending upward, and they get their mojo back. 
Oh yeah. It really actually I would think Jimmy, I would think that Florida would be the type of team that would want to pry a Carlson away from San Jose because they need the offensive defenseman. I, I think so too. I mean, I think that's why they had that they made that deal uh yesterday with Chicago to open up some cap space. Uh because I think I think uh, I think they're definitely going after some players to help them out for sure this year. Uh they're they're in a playoff prime position to make the playoffs. They are definitely somebody I'm looking at in that central division. They're they're locked with Carolina and Tampa Bay. And, and like you said, it's it's a third round pick for right. It's a third round pick for a steady defenseman. I like the deal. It's a great uh, deal. I, yeah, yeah, it's a great it's deal. A great deal. All right. When you can get defensive help, and we all know that playoff games are won by by three things: great goaltending, great defense, and shoving goals in from three feet out from the from in front of the net. If yeah, you can exactly. get a big body to do that, you can get big bodies to stop people from scoring, and you can get a guy to play the net or at least back up your number one guy. Those are great moves. Those are great Those playoff are... moves. And getting the guy out of Buffalo, I mean, God, the guy was dying on the vine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and they're probably going to be making more moves, and we'll get to Taylor Hall later. But so <laughs> the, the final deal of the day, and it may be not be the final deal. There could be more deals after we're done. But the Columbus Blue Jackets traded away – David Savard, a defenseman. Hey, look how we're defensive-centric on this show today. To Detroit, who then subsequently traded him to Tampa. Now, I'm going to read this trade for you. Columbus trades David Savard to Detroit for Brian Lashoff. Columbus retains 50% of the salary. Mm-hmm. Detroit trades Savard to Tampa Bay for a fourth-round pick in 2021. Detroit retains 50% of Savard's salary. So basically, Tampa has no money on the books for this guy. He's this is huge. Nothing. This is huge. Finally, Columbus trades Lash off to Tampa for a first-round pick in 2021 and a third-round pick in 2022. Basically, in the end, Detroit only eats about 25%. So speaking of a team that's getting richer, not only is Nikita Kucherov going to come back for the playoffs for Tampa Bay, they just upgraded their top four by adding a guy like David Savard, who they had a play against last year in the playoffs. They know what they can know what he can do two years in a row now. And he solidifies their top four. And to me, he's, he can help. Like last year, they brought in guys like Colburn and Luke Shen just to, just to have ice time. So right. Hedman can rest this guy. You can put out there with one of those two guys and you're not going to get hurt. And he can eat some minutes for Hedman and Sergeyev. I love this deal because this is this is a, a statement by the defending champions that we're not resting on what we have. We're also not resting on the fact that we're getting Kucherov back, and that's going to jumpstart us. They're saying, you know what? We want to have as good of top four in that position as we possibly can have going into the playoffs. And you know what? Every minute that Hedman plays less in the regular season and still gives them a chance to get the first place is going to be paid dividends in the playoffs. Cause as we know, defenders, their legs get heavy in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I mean, look, it was look the three way, three way deal to make it happen. And Detroit's definitely uh, looking to make some moves, you know, with these draft picks, Yeiserman is looking to rebuild this team. And there's a perfect, it's a perfect deal for all three teams. Yeah. It is. Move. It is. Remember when some idiot predicted them to challenge for the fourth playoff spot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I just, I, I guess I'm a year or two ahead of my myself with that team. I like the rebuild. 
they're young. You know, they, they, they play hard. I figured when they brought in a guy like Stahl, it was going to actually be a veteran presence that would help them. And maybe it has been helping, but they're, they're a year or two away. But these are good moves for them. Yeah. Anytime I mean, you shed I... money and you bring in draft picks, and as long as you got a guy like Eisman who knows how to pick, he did a good job in Tampa. There's no reason to think he's not going to be doing a great job in Detroit, too. No, I don't think so. I mean, look what he did in Tampa. I mean, he's built, exactly. he built that, that Tampa team. team right now is from him. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like the, all the triplets, all those guys, all those guys he drafted, the development in the AHL, that's all him. And he's going to do the same thing in Detroit, but it's going to take time because it, it they, they have to get through the unused and the misused toys. So yeah. that's, you know, one of the things Detroit's got to go through. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. But, all right. So before we get to the Kyle Palmieri trade, you we talked about this last week. Toronto, they're going to make moves. And they opened up, they already made one move. They acquired Riley Nash from Columbus Center, depth move, but he's going to start out on LTIR. So that opens up six, 2.5 million in cap space. Once he comes back, it doesn't matter. There's no salary cap in the playoffs. Right. However, found Smart out man. today that Frederick Anderson is going on long term IR for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Bad, bad, bad. Which opens up 6.5, about. Six million in cap space, an additional six million in cap space for the Toronto Maple Leafs to go acquire a guy like Taylor Hall because he's number one on their list and they would like to add him and he would like to go there. But they need goalie help. Freddie, yeah, they do. But are you going to ride? But here's the thing: Are you going to ride Jack Campbell? Because, but they are riding him right now. My fear is this: that that the second and third time through this division. It, it, it's not going to hold up. And that's my fear is like, who comes after that? Like, and you know, Toronto fans are, they're, they're going to be merciless. Well, I mean, it's Michael Hutchinson and we know what he did last year. I mean, look, I think they could go get a goaltender if they needed to. They want, if Dubas wanted to, uh, they have the room to do it because remember, I think he should do it because Hall's yeah. not going to cost you 8 million. It's, it's probably going to be less than that because of salary retention and, He's at how much he's already gotten paid. So stuff like that will factor into their deals. I can see right. him going after a goalie if Freddie's yeah. not ready to go. Yeah. Well, well we know we know Freddie's not right, right? So right. what's the what's yeah. the percentage chances that he could be back for the playoffs? Zero. Right. So but, yeah, if you got his cap space, get somebody they, in here. Yeah, they're gonna go. I think they're gonna go after a goalie. At least I the mean, goalie with it, they go after the hole. They need someone behind Campbell. I mean, guys, do, you, do you know? Do you guys know the act, the real, the pressure that is on in Toronto to win? Oh, because yeah, 67. 1967 was the last time we won a Stanley Cup. It's, it's not even that, Jimmy. It's the fact that they know that this year, being this whole North Division with all Canadian teams, they have a, an easier, not an easy, but an easier path to the Final Four with that one, they never had with before. One Canadian team guaranteed to make the the, the Final Four. Toronto's yeah. the best team to do it. Right there, they're, they're in my mind right now. They're the only team, unless the Habs, you know, get some mojo back. But they're the only two teams we said I mean, this from Winnipeg, the beginning. I mean, Winnipeg, you know, there's I know, I know, I know. I just, I just, I don't feel it. It's like I see it, but I don't, I just, I don't, I don't feel it. I feel like that's that team that, that's going to do well in the regular season. They get to the playoffs and they go, oh. yeah. And Toronto I, is built, they, they added the pieces to be t- tougher for the regular, for the playoffs. They added the pieces. And who thought Freddie was going to go down? Granted, they're riding a hot goalie now, but I think they need an insurance policy, and they have the weight of Canada 
on their shoulders. I, I think they, Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jim. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think, I think, like you're saying, the whole Canadian thing, bottom line, this is their division. Sam, this is who wins the division regardless, bragging rights in Canada with Corey, Carey Price on the shelf. This is their opportunity if they can get a good goalie to back up Campbell to make a run to come out out they, of that. They have to get this, the they field. have to get a number two guy who's legit because you yeah. can't bank on Campbell keeping this going. Gorgiev, they have the pieces to give the Rangers. They can I go mean, after they Gorgiev. Could. They could. They could. They I could, could but, but but are, but are they sold is on gone. that guy? Gorgiev is gone. No matter where, fourteen days. But he's got to yeah, sit but for that's the issue. See, that's the thing. Like, I think I, I I like where he's heading with it. The problem is, if they're going to make the move, they, the they need 14 to days. Oh, no, it's seven. I thought, I thought, seven. I it's seven. It's seven. It, all right, I could deal with seven. because But but they've got to keep him moving and playing because he's not doing a lot for the Rangers right now. No, exactly. Look, it's going to be interesting to watch Toronto because Dubas has got something up his sleeve with, with making he's, moves like this He's already. got the – He's got the pressure of all of Canada on his shoulders right now. The sixty-seven thing that just makes it even worse. Well, and they mentioned they haven't made it. They haven't made the second round since I think oh six or something like that when they lost to Carolina. Um, They haven't won a playoff series since then either. So I mean, they have a lot of a lot a lot of pressure on them to win. Let me just say, as a Ranger fan, you know, is that I'm just saying is that I think Gorgiev is getting traded by the trade deadline because they have Kincaid, who they can expose, and they have Husker in the minors, who's ready. And they, lo- they lost confidence in Gorgiev. So I don't – they're either going to trade him by the Thomas, deadline Gorg- or they're going to trade him after the expansion Yeah, Gorgiev, hmm? I agree with that. Gorgiev lost confidence in Gorgiev. But, but he did play well. Last night for the Rangers against the Islanders. Which ups his trade value. Which which means they should just shelve him right now and trade him. Don't let him go out there and do bad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the showcase game. So well. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of those Islanders, though, they made uh, it Wednesday. We've been talking about this for weeks now. With Anders Lee out, we were saying, you know, it probably could be Paul Mary, it could be Hall, but we agreed, we all kind of agreed that Hall really didn't fit their system. So they went out. Lou Lamorello goes to his former team, says, hey, I'm going to trade you a couple prospects and a first-round pick for Travis Ajak and Kyle Palmieri. Great deal for the Islanders. Huge. Awesome yeah. deal. Palmieri great deal helps for both the- teams. Great deal for both teams. However, for the Islanders, Palmieri had scoring. Uh, helps with the fact that Lee's not there. Also a veteran leader. Zajac, great face-off guy, great penalty guild guy, another locker room leader. Devils did right by them to trade him to a team that's going to contend for Stanley Cup this year. They have a chance to win. Devils could always circle back on these guys later on if they wanted to. Um, but this is a great deal for the Islanders. Oh. And, you know, I know I'm always hard on Lou and his rules. Paul Mario have his beard back by the playoffs, but it's a good move by the Islanders. And these guys are Lou and Barry Trock guys. Not to say Taylor Hall isn't, and they apparently had a deal in place for him, but he just doesn't fit what the Islanders are the doing. The system, from same system into the same system. Yeah, It's seamless. It's just about the chemistry and matching them on the right lines. Imagine imagine what is it, Bellows and Wall 
poor. I can't remember Wallstrom. the other rookie. Going Wallstrom. into the playoffs, he couldn't two vets in for the rookies who could still come in and you have them as depth. The Islanders are totally going for it, no doubt. Great deal. I, you know what? You know, when people say, when's it a good deal? Some people's theory is like when one guy fleeces the other guy. I think it's a good deal when both teams address their needs and gain from it. And the Islanders needed veteran presence, leadership, and guys who still have gas in the tank. The Devils, obviously, we had talked about it for weeks. Were they interested in Paul Mary? Were they going to come long term? Were they going to give him the money? This tells us that this is the graceful way of not having to do that because now he's not their property. Now he belongs to the Islanders. And now if they want to bring him back, well, they can bring him back as a, as a free agent. If they want to, they don't want to. But it helps them get younger. It helps them come up with some sort of plan because this is a franchise that's in flux. And this is a franchise that is not an original six franchise that can sit back and stink for 10 years and still draw fans. They need to win games to get people to come to that building. They, yeah. they have such a diehard fan base. And like the thing is, they can't as much as you want to say, hey, yeah, they were great in the 80s and stuff. It's a long time ago, and that doesn't really put butts in the seats anymore. And this Islanders team, the last several years, is starting to put butts in the seats because they're getting to the playoffs, they're winning, they're doing things the right way, they're building their team, they got the re- rookies, you got young players coming along, you got a superstar in Barzell, and you're adding the right pieces to go along with those players already on the roster. I just say for the Islanders – you're going to start to see trots tighten up that, that rotation, that lineup over the next few weeks, because you're going to start seeing less ice time for the Matt Martins of the world, you know, and, and start seeing more ice time, especially for Zajac and Paul Mary as they blend in and see what they can do. I mean, it, it's like Lou goes back to the old well. I mean, he brought Green in last year. He brought these two guys in this year. I mean, he, he has knows- Corey Schneider. They signed yeah. him. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So he, he knows where to shop. He's, yeah. You know, the guy knows how to shop and trots knows how to cook the meals with the grocery. And the Islanders exactly. gave up what? They, they say this draft is not a deep draft. It's not a deep draft and at all. So it's a 25th to 30th round pick, the first round. So the Islanders are basically it's, giving up. It's a spec pick. Go for it now. It's a spec pick. And yeah, say, Jack, exactly. we know the Rangers need better face-off guys, how important of winning a face-off a la uh, the Rangers back in uh, 94 winning that face-off could lose you a cup so he it's a per it's a it's a great getting Zajac you didn't think you didn't get Zajac too I mean the Islanders were interested in Zajac last year I noticed for a fact but he didn't want to waive his no trade clause this year he did and he well, he's seen enough bad in, in New Jersey in, in New Jersey already that he figures why not win why not go somewhere yeah. and win plus it's a win for guys who get traded from Devils to Islanders and vice versa because they're not moving that far they're still staying in the metro area right, and both guys were in the lineup the next day they're going to line up the next day. They can still for the for the next two or three weeks. They can still commute to the practice facility, and 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 then go and then go home. They don't have to upset their lifestyle. They don't have to move their kids. And they're no, used to this. Exactly. And they're used to the system. Probably not exactly. everyone would love to come in and have exactly. to play that system. Exactly. The Islanders are playing the old devil system minus the trap. And yeah. even and but when a playoff comes around, they do play the trap. Just to FYI. But yeah. but who doesn't? <laughs> Exactly. Tampa did yeah. it. Tampa yeah. with all their firepower did it. Exactly. Yeah. And, th- and that's why goals are scored within three feet of the goal line. <laughs> well, Jay brought up a good point. So winning faceoffs is important, especially come playoff time and late in the season. Start with Pittsburgh, Matt Cullen. 
back-to-back cups. All he did was take face-offs. I mean, he scored a couple goals, but the bro just went out there, took face-offs, and guys put back on the bench. There's a guy like that in Edmonton's name. Uh, no, in Detroit. It's called Luke Glendening. He's on the trade bait board. A couple teams have been looking into him, Edmonton. That's a guy that leads the league in face-off percentage, could win your games, put him out there for a face-off, defensive zone face-off, and then he can just get off. And I think a couple teams are going to be interested in him for sure, especially those contending teams that are going to add depth forwards. Absolutely, yeah. Well, well, then just just in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Those intangible guys don't do well on really on really bad losing teams because there's so much there's so many holes that the little things that they do don't don't matter. And you know, but though to be honest, Detroit's done well against Tampa in the regular season. It's like it seems like Tampa just doesn't like to play Detroit for some reason. I don't know what it is. I mean, going back to when they met in the playoffs, Detroit always gave him fits for some reason. But even with with no with no no cookies in the cupboard, they still beat him. Yeah, but that but that look at Montreal last year. They lost four times to Detroit last year, and they did. I mean, and you do, and it's like, wait, how did they lose to Detroit? Because Detroit's so bad. But any team can be any other team on any night, especially yeah. when it's also matchups. Yeah, it's also matchups. The That's big thing, obviously, now that Paul Mary's off the board, is Taylor Hall. Obviously, you know, we said potentially with Toronto opening up cap space, he could go there. I'm going to be interested to see where this guy goes because he's a hard move though. He really, I mean, he went to Buffalo on a one year to blow the, blow the world up and show everyone I'm the same guy that I was in 2018. Give me big money. And he's done nothing. And no. so the problem is who wants to trade for him? What do you give for him? Because he's not a guy who's on a long-term deal. So he's a rented player. And so the team that's trading in Buffalo, isn't going to get much back for him. You know, what do they expect to get from, like, a number five pick? So, it's like they're not motivated to move a guy that's not going to get him much in return. The thing is, teams definitely could use him, like a Florida, a Boston. Could. Boston for mm-hmm. sure could use him. They need Boston, depth. Boston three. could definitely use him because they don't score unless it's the, unless it's the perfection line. Nobody right. else puts and, the puck in the net there. And if the perfection it's, line doesn't score or if they nothing. don't have Pasternak with Krejci or whatever combination, they don't win games. And Palak, they got the Rangers nipping at their heels. Right. I mean, Boston is literally, I thought, where they were going to be, fighting for that last spot. In, we all said that. We all said that. It's amazing. We did. We yep. did. Because the loss of Chara, Crew, now Grizzly is hurt on the back end. You know, Halak and Rask are, you know, Halak's on the COVID list. Rask is still hurt. I think he's coming back. But, again, the, the window – the window is closing really, really quick. And if you can add a guy like that, or maybe a Mike Hoffman type out of St. Louis. Mike Hoffman, that good. Score, that could score goals for you. But, but why does St. Louis know. want to move him? St. Louis is still fighting nip and tuck for a playoff spot. Yeah, but they haven't played him in the last couple of games. He's been a healthy scratch. That's a problem. Because yeah. he's That's a goal also scorer. hurts a guy's trade value. The thing is, he's a goal scorer. And if he doesn't score goals, he's, he's not effective. Like Taylor Hall. Right. If they're not pumping yeah. in goals, they're, they're just they're pumping in misery. I've been hearing – I don't know why – I don't know why this – I feel like this is going to happen. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. But I feel like a reunion in Edmonton is definitely going to happen. Or it's it probably the like only choice. 
because because Edmonton needs to back up the, the big the big guns. Right. You have all oh. you have Dry Saddle, McDavid, R and H. You you have now you have depth up front. I see Ekholm going to Boston. Ooh, I like that move. So Matthias Ekholm from Nashville, but they're right. What are they going to give for him? Ellis. What does Boston have to give? Ellis just came off the IR. But what does Boston have to give? And Boston's so cap trapped. How can they take on somebody if they they don't give up something? A player would have to go to the other direction, or exactly third team, or Or there's got to be salary. Right. Well, Detroit may love to get in this again if they have salary space. I, I think Boston's in a more. bad spot. I think Boston is cap strapped and and they're short players and they and they have nothing to deal. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't want to be bleak for my for my beat no. down buddies, but but it's, I just I think that that window is the the only thing that's helping them is it's a fifty six game season and not an eighty two game because that gives the window a chance to stay open longer for this team. If they were playing eighty two games, that team would be grinding right now. They'd right. be in deep so- trouble. So, I mean, we've mentioned Hall, mentioned um, Hoffman, maybe a guy like Mikhail Granlin, maybe could go there to another team that's looking to help. But again, yeah. these, teams were, these yeah. teams were on the board three weeks ago when Nashville was kind of out of it. They're now back in it in the Central Division. Nashville is big time streaking. They already, they've already they taken Chicago and made Chicago a seller. Yeah, they have. Three weeks, and, three weeks ago, Chicago was a buyer. And now Chicago's a seller because they don't think they're going to get in. And is Dallas a seller, or are they looking to buy? And, and because, then when Doc came back, everyone thought, oh, Doc's back. Now Chicago's really going to be zooming. And they were yeah. – they lost, what, three, three games to Nashville. Right. And and Nashville's streaking. So now yeah. they're back in a position to win. So do they – now do they make those moves that you heard, were rumored about for so long? I don't know. Remember, that. Remember though, Dallas is an issue there, too. Because of all the COVID problems in the beginning, they still have like four or five games in hand to make up. Yeah, but they're still they're pretty much caught up with everybody. I thought they're still down by a few. They they have a few games. Few in games, hand to make but up. it's not like it's ten games. It's only no, like but, four games. But, but it's but it's still gonna be the swing of six to eight points. Yeah, they gotta win those games though. You, you know who well, else? But, that, but that's the expectations from the runner-up last year that they should have the pedigree to win those. Yeah, but no they, Sagan, no Bishop. That's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's no question about it. The goaltending yeah. situation again, and Tyler Sagan not being there, obviously a problem. You know, we got to lean on number four, Mr. Ashkin, and he's got to step up and be a Norris Trophy defenseman. Yeah. What do you? What do you? What were you thinking, Jay? Um, Evander Kane may be up. Evander Kane may move, and a guy like that winds up maybe he's, on Philadelphia. He's a little difference maker. I'm he's just coming up with. Sure. But does Philly I, think that does Philly still think they're in it? I don't know if Philly's still in it. To be I honest. don't think they are. I think they're a seller, not a buyer. Their defense is Swiss cheese. <laughs> I mean, their goaltender. You know, we thought this guy was the elite goaltender in this division, and he still might be. But the problem is, he's got no defense in front of him, and his save percentage is well under ninety. Yeah, and that's not good. No, yeah, that's I mean, terrible. I mean, in this league, if your save percentage is below nine ten. You're you're an average if you're below nine hundred. If you're below nine hundred, you're below average goal. Yeah, and I know exactly. the defense is a big thing because they don't play any weak side defense. No, none. No physicality. No, no weak side defense. That's a team that's not making the playoffs, in my opinion. I think they're a seller. Well, they're behind the Rangers in the in the, in the standings right the now. Rangers are starting to get hot at the right time. They Imagine are. The Rangers beat them like a mule. 
And don't forget, now there's a player out there that's a free agent now that he's cleared waivers and has had his term his contract terminated by the Devils. It's Nikita Gusev. Look, I know he hasn't had the best season. It stinks that he had 10 months off and he couldn't find his game this year. But I wouldn't be shocked like a team like the Rangers, like Tampa Bay adds him because they probably can figure out a way to, to make him successful again. Change of scenery is always up. Well, Columbus. Well, Columbus, Columbus is seller. Well, they sell. I'm Columbus sorry. is a seller. They're, they're yeah, selling, and I think they're going to be shopping for a new coach. Yeah, we won't be talking about Lane. Well, Ooh. I think that's an off-season move. I don't think it's. Oh yeah, now. that's that's Rather not happening now. Rather that's him not happening now. Yeah. They, they tore his value down too much. They can't trade him. No. It's crazy. You don't you don't sell your car after you crash it. No, absolutely <laughs> no. not. And, and that trade. Yeah. For- Start was ridiculous. So I mean, look, it just didn't work out for. It was it was a bad marriage. It made it made Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton look good. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just a bad trade from the start, and it just didn't look good. And you know, look, speaking of trades, I mean, things always get things always start to pick up before the deadline. The deadline's Monday, three p.m. It's gonna be crazy. Um, we already got trades today. We had trade Wednesday. Eric Stahl went to Montreal before that. I got a feeling, I don't know how much activity we're going to have Monday, but I think there's going to be some movement. I just don't think it's going to be as busy as it's been in years past. I don't think so. We no. I, I think the big moves have already been made. No. Besides, besides this season and COVID and not being able to trade with the Canadian teams because of the layoff, the expansion draft and protecting plays, we don't even know that. There's like so much more these GMs have well, on these their GMs better figure it out. They better be, they better get cracking on it. I think the Rangers are going to make some trades. I think the Rangers are going to make – I think they're going to sell. Oh, Coach Jay, you didn't like my pun? What did you say? I said these GMs better get on it. They better start getting cracking on this. Ah, yes, I like uh, it. Uh, McCracken, yeah, yeah. coming to the McCracken. league this year. It's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to be nuts. I think there's going to be more three-team deals in order to get things done if well, they want the to get cap, it done. Man, that flat cap is going, to, is going to drive a hard bargain for everybody. And a lot of owners may not want to pay the price on certain things. So I totally agree. And who, who they want to protect. I mean, exactly. you're going to trade for guys and you're going to have to protect or not protect. And, and I, think that, I think those questions are affecting the trade deadline trades. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So it's going, to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens Monday. You know I'll be breaking it all down for you guys. Monday, special edition of the trade deadline. I'll, have it, I'll be Facebooking it, tweeting it out, putting it I'll out. I'll be around if you, want to, if you want to drag me in on this. I'll talk if a little with you on Monday. If you guys want to come on, we'll, we'll do a special. Let's, let's, get everybody, yeah. let's, get, let's get Ronnie on too. Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. Get Mr. Grossman. Let's, yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's, get, let's do a special roundtable. Um Trade deadline special on Monday. I say around Monday. like 5 p.m. That way, I would say 4, but normally the deadline's 3. Things usually trickle in after. So we'll say 5. We'll be back, do the thing, break it all down, and go from there. Great. Perfect. That This right, has boys. been – I got to get I back to the barbecue for a big celebration for tournament I hope you best of luck in your tournament. Hopefully you get the W tomorrow. What are you guys playing? Bronze? Yeah, we're playing bronze. It's uh 
not exactly what we wanted to do when we came down here, but we realized we can't beat eight division teams that are playing in our division. So right. we're going to play the yeah. team we played first game today, and it was a good matchup. It was a 6-4 game. We, we expect the same kind of battle. There you go. That's it, man. Hey, Great luck. Good luck to you. Hopefully next time we do one of these things, I'll be with you. Bring bringing some A level talent down to to uh, Canada for you, and I'll be there too because after four twenty seven, I get my second shot. I am out of hibernation. I have yes. cut my locks. I have shaved my beard. I'm back coming into society, and I still have antibodies. Yes, yes. there you go. The COVID Thanks. kid rules. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for tuning in here on a Saturday night. This has been the last word on hockey. Season 2, Episode 14 on Mad Radio Network. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Jim Berenger, Mark Weiss, Coach Jay. We'll be back Monday, break down the trade deadline for you. Thanks for tuning in. Take care, people. Later.